And welcome, everybody, to episode number 40 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. I'm your host, Rob Fedoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on Twitter, at pfedoff. For all Notre Dame athletic updates, please go to my Twitter account. Real quick, Brandon Davis Swain, defensive lineman for the 2024 class for Notre Dame football, has decommitted. Who knows where he's going to go, but he has decommitted as of today from Notre Dame. So for episode 40, we're going to talk about, it's Sunday right now in real time. Yesterday, the women played Merrimack. When I first heard of that name, I was like, what Merrimack? It sounded like Melmack, where Alf was from in the 1980s uh, sitcom. And I try to get these pop culture references in there. No contest for the ladies. I wasn't expecting a contest. Get this, 108 to 44. The women win by 64 points. I'm not going through all the the stats because it was just a shellacking. But this is what impressed me. They were 34 out of 38 from the free throw line. I always say those are gimme shots. You need those for down the stretch. It's just free points more or less. What else? They only had four three-pointers. And then Olivia Miles had a triple-double. 13 points, 13 rebounds, 14 assists. Next week is the big game, though, at Virginia Tech, who's currently ranked 7th. They are 9-0. and And that'll be a 4 p.m. game on the ACC Network next Sunday. So for today, the men's game, not as good as the women yesterday. Very disappointing. They played Marquette, who comes in at 7-3. and three. We come in at 7-2. and two. We lose 79-64. to 64. Before I get into the nuts and bolts of the game, this was a game where John Shoemate was honored at halftime in the Ring of Honor. Notre Dame started doing that a, a couple years back. It actually might even be 10 years. These years get away from me at times. He was a six foot nine center for uh, Notre Dame during the Digger Phelps days from 1971 to 70, 1971 to 1974. Two time All American, averaged a double double, 22.6 points per game to 11.6 rebounds. He was part of that team in 1974 that ended the 88 game uh, winning streak from UCLA. He had 24 points and 11 rebounds during that game. He, uh, what else? He got the uh, game-winning rebound when Bill Walton kept missing those uh, layups at the end of the game. And he had a 61, and this is still a school re- record, 61% uh, field goal, not free throw, field goal shooting uh, percentage. And that's a record at Notre Dame. I can't really give much of an opinion. on. He's like a hell of a player. This was before my time. I was born late 1975, so I wasn't even a thought in my parents' uh Minds at the time, to be honest with you, he, his playing days were over in 74, but what got me when I look at his stats and I mean, this was a hell of a player. This started out pretty good. Marquette reminded me of Syracuse, tall, lanky, athletic, but it's just one of those teams that I wish Notre Dame would become. Eventually they're coached by Shaka smart. If you remember Shaka, he took VCU to the final four in 2011. Then he went to Texas, didn't have much as much success in Texas. They parted ways. I think he's better in that smaller school environment. Uh, Marquette's a highly academic school, as is VCU. Um, Maybe down the road, maybe Notre Dame should look at Shaka. I think that'd be a great fit, but that's a discussion for another day. However, we held pretty, we were holding pretty well to start the game. We were taking their punches left and right. They would go up by two, two to five points. Then we would go up by two to five points back and forth game. And I was like, Hey, maybe we can, we can hang with these guys. 
But then Cormac Ryan gets into foul trouble. Trey Wirtz gets into foul trouble. And when we only go seven to eight deep, the back and forth game, I don't say we, we wore out. As I had mentioned, though, before in my little quick instant analysis on Thursday or it was either Wednesday or Thursday night, I know we have four graduate graduate students on the starting five, plus J.J. Starling, the freshman. Just because we have a lot of experience doesn't mean we can compete with the better teams. And if I look at this, Shaka for Marquette, Shaka Smart, the head coach, he plays nine guys, and we play pretty much – it was six, now it's seven with Marcus Hammond back, but it's pretty much, if you want to call it six and a half, okay, I'll call it seven. He plays nine guys, five are sophomores, four are freshmen. So more or less new guys just coming out of high school. Ones, they've only been in the program one year, but they're kicking all these graduate students' ass at Notre Dame. And I don't want to – Again, make, make, make this as a bitch session, and these are high-quality kids, as I mentioned before. But just because you have a lot of experience doesn't mean you're going to be able to compete. And the reason I'm saying that, it's just only it's only going to be get harder during ACC play as we get into late December, early January. I just like the way Shaka uses his team. He uses a lot of guys for one, but he uses his best players and most talented players. And we have a great freshman, J.J. Starling. However, we need about three more J.J. Starlings and then sprinkle in, you know, the Dane Goodwins, the Nate Lyshevskis, the Cormac Ryans, the Trey Wirtz, and then you have that well-balanced team. That's what Thad Mata did great at Ohio State in those early days. He had McDonald's All-Americans. He had about two to three, sometimes four. And then he would sprinkle in those veteran-type guys, the role-player guys that shot the three well where, where they didn't just have to win the game for you. They're more or less complementary players. And I just wish we would get that at Notre Dame. It's just become stale there. But what I saw today, I was like, God, I wish that's the team I want for Notre Dame. And we kind of had that in 2015 when that team almost beat Kentucky in the lead eight. That team to me probably, probably could have won a national title if they got to the final four that year. And even the 2016, kind of on the same lines, 2011, more or less a poor man's 2015 and 2016 team. But had they hit their rhythm in the tournament, who knows what would have happened? I, I can't say it enough. This is what um, this is what I want at Notre Dame. So in any event, Nate Lashevsky, he had a decent game. Uh, he moved around. He, I will say he struggled in the Syracuse game, but with this tall athletic team, he held his own for the most part. He had 20 points. J.J. Starling had 12. Uh, uh, Trey Wirtz, 7. Cormac Ryan, 7. They did not have their best games. Again, got in foul trouble. Uh, Dan Goodwin struggled, and he does with these tall athletic teams because he can't just line up and shoot three. He he did come around a little bit more in the second half because I don't I think he was scoreless the first half, but he ended up with six. Ben Allen Lubin four points off the bench. Marcus Hammond eight points off the bench, and Matt Zona did get in and Dom Campbell, but it was garbage time with about a minute left. So really, we played with seven guys more or less, and Marcus Hammond's not getting that many minutes as well as Ben Allen Lubin. As I said before, we cannot keep doing this if we want to get, make a deep run just in the ACC uh, conference. Thank you for joining for episode 40. And as always, go Irish.